0: Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pudraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey
1: y'all, welcome back to the show. Today I am talking all about heavy metals. I wanted to do an episode about heavy metals. I talk a lot about minerals and about mineral balancing. And I've mentioned heavy metals before just in terms of measuring heavy metals in the body and kind of about toxicity. But I think it's important to really understand what heavy metals are and I think this is one of those pieces along with mineral balancing that sometimes or not sometimes I'd say oftentimes overlooked with other practitioners that well especially in the yeah, you know the the traditional medical model is not really something that well first of all the doctors aren't trained in it but it's just not something that they look at it's just not on their radar and unless it's like you know extreme cases of you know mercury poisoning or something or lead poisoning you know like but In terms of just overall toxicity, it's just not something traditional, the traditional medical model recognizes. And a lot of practitioners don't use tests like the HTMA or a heavy metal test. There's other ways to test for heavy metals. And so anyway, I feel like when we're talking about toxicity and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about, you know, limiting exposure to toxins and, and, you know, limiting your toxic load and all of that, that this is something we have to talk about to understand what heavy metals are because they're in the environment. They are common in the environment and it's important to know how to recognize them and get rid of them. So let me just start with the basics. What are heavy metals? The term heavy metal is referring to any metallic chemical element that has a relatively high density and is toxic or poisonous at low concentrations, right? That's like the textbook definition of what a heavy metal is. And so when we're talking about heavy metals, there are some super common ones that show up in the body. Um, but, but it's essentially it's, yeah, it's like metallic elements that get stored in the body. And there are some, we're exposed, let me say this first. We're exposed to things like heavy metals, like day in, day out. Like it's impossible to not get exposed to these that we breathe them in, in the environment, you know, your car exhaust has heavy metals in them. And, you know, so we're going to be exposed to them. And <clears throat> I would just want to preface this by saying we're, we're talking about limiting your exposure to them. Okay. So let me talk about how heavy metals or heavy metal toxicity shows up in the body. And it's funny because just like a lot of different things we talk about on this show, the symptoms all mimic other issues. And so this is why I think a lot of times it just goes unchecked or unrecognized or unnoticed because it it, it mimics so many other things. It's just not something where most practitioners jump to looking at like, oh, do you have copper toxicity or, you know, so, you know, it can show up as Mental disorders and mental issues like um, ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, uh, even things like schizophrenia and impulsive behavior, and um, you know, brain fog. It can show up as just being jittery, insomnia, racing heart, nausea, um, poor digestion, sluggishness, just overall sluggishness. It can lead it can lead like to serious things for a lot of these can lead to different cancers and inflammation in certain organs. And um, it can lead to mineral imbalances because it kind of feed a lot of these feed off of kind of, kind of take from other minerals. Right. And so it can cause some mineral uh, imbalances, liver congestion, thyroid issue, digestive issues, respiratory issues, kidney dysfunction, liver dysfunction, um, Chronic disease is breaking like overall oxidative stress on your cells. (laughs) So that's your cells breaking, like breaking down, basically damage to your cells. So when I say you really need a test to know if you have heavy heavy metal toxicity, it's because all of these, there's no, there's very few of these where it's like, there's a, a group of symptoms where you're like, oh yes, that is this specific metal toxicity, right? It just mimics other things. So let's talk about the most common ones and where they show up. All right. So let's see. I'm just going to kind of list a few that show up the most in my world. And there's a ton of other ones, but let's see first, let's say uranium is, is a common one that shows up. Now uranium shows up in areas where there's a lot of granite, um, granite rock, right? So if you're drinking well water, if you're drinking tap water in an area where there's granite rock, your uranium's going to show up high. Um, it's into, if, if you grow vegetables, if, if your vegetables, like root vegetables are growing in a place with high granite rock and you're not washing them good, um, different herbs can, can, it can come up on different herbs, but, but it's from growing things in like places with high, with high granite rock. Arsenic is one that's, that's common. You probably have heard of arsenic before. It's, it's a carcinogen. Um, but it's found in, It can be found in groundwater in some areas. It can be found in tobacco and rice products in anti-caking agents, things they put in spices to keep it from sticking together. Arsenic can be found in that. Very carcinogenic. Uh, carcinogenic. Uh, mercury is super common. Mercury almost always shows up on my HTMA test that I do for my clients. This can be found in a lot of things. Um, it can be found in fish. So If you're eating fish that's high in mercury, that's especially like like deep water fish. The deeper, the deeper the water the fish live in, pretty much the higher the mercury is a good rule of thumb. Um, so I, I highly recommend you limit your intake of mercury fish. That's high mercury. You can go Google a list of it. There's a, there's a list there, but typically if you're looking at kind of like white, most white fish or freshwater fish is going to be lower in, uh, mercury. Now vaccines are also high mercury. And this is not saying you should or shouldn't get vaccinated. This isn't a conversation. I'm not going into that conversation here, but the fact is that vaccines do have mercury in them. But if you, even if you do get vaccinated though, there's plenty of ways you can detox your body after getting vaccinated. Um, uh, a, A big one for me though, in my world, a big one is amalgam fillings. Your fillings are filled with mercury. And if you have a lot of dental issues and you have amalgams, you have got some mercury going on in your body. I have had clients who have gone to a biological dentist to get their amalgams removed. And it's like a a switch flips off and they're like a whole new person. I'm not even kidding. And I've heard so many stories about this in my FDN world of this happening. So the amalgam fillings are really a huge source of mercury. And then there's a lot of cleaning solutions that are high in mercury. If you use like Lysol and Ajax and even, uh, I hate to say it, but even some soaps like Dove Soap, a lot of soaps have mercury in them. Um, Let's see. Another lead is is one, you know, which it's not as common now because most places have gotten rid of lead paint, but this is one that really stays in the body. And some say it can take up to 15 years to detox from lead. So (laughs) make sure you're not using lead paint. Um, Aluminum is another one with mercury. It shows up all the time. It almost always shows up. And a lot of times like low levels are not a big deal or it's going to show up, but, but getting higher levels is cause for problems because there are studies that show that high levels are linked to things like autism, Alzheimer's dementia, Parkinson's, um, colitis, cavities. So it it does lead to some neurodegenerative things that we want to avoid. And um, I have an episode coming out um, next month about autism and ADHD, but heavy metals is something that we mentioned in that episode. And, and this is an aluminum is one of those that you really want to pay attention to. This is an easy one to really avoid, like, you know, for high levels of it. Again, it, it typically shows up at least low levels with my clients, but to avoid high levels, you don't cook with aluminum foil and change your deodorant, you're perspirant, right? There's some easy ways to do it, to avoid aluminum. See, tin can sometimes show up high on HTMA for my clients. Tin is almost as common as aluminum. Common, common is <laughs> common as aluminum. Um, and and it's because we eat, you know, we eat stuff out of cans. So canned foods, canned beverages. If you can avoid and and I'm saying, you know, you have to nix all the canned stuff, but if you can especially avoid Acidic foods in cans, like tomato-based stuff, that's a huge one. That that acid in the tomato it just leaches out the tin, right? So it's gonna it's gonna affect things. Um, and the primary storage for tin is in the liver and the kidneys, and so this really does affect really how your body's functioning. Your you know your detox organs, it's it's affecting them directly. Um, let's see, titanium is another one that shows up. Titanium and strontium and zirconium. These three are ones that I see often. And while they sound, you know, they sound a little obscure and like titanium, it's like, well, okay, if I don't have a hip replacement or a joint replacement, like oh, where's the titanium coming from? Well, it's coming from your cosmetics, y'all. Strontium, titanium, zirconium, there's a ton of other ones. It's coming from your cosmetics, from your deodorants, from your sunscreens. It's coming from um even in like over-the-counter medications. Like they use titanium to whiten pills. Like you know, allergy pills and over the counter pain medicine and all that kind of stuff. So it does show up. And I've had clients who have come to me, we've, we've run these, the HTMA we've run the hair tissue analysis and they have so many things that come up like super duper high, not even a little high, but like off the charts high. And I can guarantee you it's their personal care products and it's their makeup. And that's the first thing I tell them, like you need to change your makeup. Like, like, yesterday, like <laughs> we need to change things out. So those really do affect how your body's working y'all. And a lot of these, like, for example, zirconium, for example, it competes with potassium. And so it, it, it competes with the, the binding site on the cells. And so it's going to affect your potassium supply. Um, titanium is going to, it's going to affect your molybdenum supply. And so it's going to cause oxidative stress. Like it, there's so many effects of these, these, these heavy metals, and so it, it, I think that the testing is important because you want to know exactly what you're looking at, because it, depending on which ones you're looking at, there's some different strategies for different ones. Right. So we want to manage specific ones specific where there's different minerals and uh, vitamins that can counterbalance those right so we want to the test is important now i'm looking at testing the hgma that i run is a great test for these and it measures a good like a dozen or so heavy metals um there's a urine test you can do the urine test though it's for more recent excretion of metals and so it, it's not really uh, it's It's not going to be super accurate for people who are super depleted because people who are super depleted, which I'll get to in a second, you're not going to be peeing out a lot of them. Like you're harboring them in your soft tissue. And so I don't love the the urine sample. It's not super duper um, accurate, but it is one that you can do. There's a stool test that you can take that can measure them. Um, And then there's a blood test. Again, the blood test is not super accurate. So I I would never recommend taking a blood test. I really do like doing the HTMA for heavy metals. Um, and even if it's not measured for every single heavy metal, it's measuring for the important ones, for the big ones. And it's enough to see if you are harboring heavy metals to know if, if you should be doing a heavy metal protocol. So let's talk about what that looks like. So there are times when you should not be doing a heavy metal protocol and getting rid of heavy metals. And that's the other thing, too. I made a post, um, I don't know, maybe last week about how sometimes going at it by yourself can be dangerous. And I mean, like, like your nutrition, your, your wellness journey can be dangerous. And I say that because, you know, I've got people that come to me that have the best intentions and the best laid plans and they're, and they're doing what seems to be all the right things, but they can really be making things worse. And I find that with heavy metals and, and mineral balancing, that's especially true. And if you are not ready, if your body's not ready to get rid of heavy metals and you start doing like a heavy metal protocol because you read it somewhere, somebody told you you should do it, It's it, it can really cause problems. So if you are what's called a four lows, which means that you have the big four minerals, calcium, potassium, magnesium, and sodium, those are low, like low on the HTMA. You should not be doing a heavy metal protocol. Like we got to get those up and help your body. Your body's got to be able to handle dumping these heavy metals, right? Um, if you're constipated, if you're constipated, if you're not having at least one bowel movement a day, which in my book, that's still a chronic constipated, We want multiple, but if you're not having at least one a day, you should not be doing a heavy metal detox. Like it's, it's going to cause more problems. Um, if you have gut infections, if you have parasites, gut infections, um, if you have leaky gut that hasn't been dealt with or managed, You you want to deal with those things first before doing heavy because otherwise y'all it's just going to be pushed out into your bloodstream like it's going to cause so many more problems if you're not feeling your body's not feeling strong if you've got a slow metabolic rate um, meaning like the H T M A is something that measures that like a slow oxidative rate means that basically means your metabolism is slow you're breaking things down slowly so you're holding on to things you're not being able to excrete things very quickly. If you have a slow metabolic rate, if you're a slow oxidizer, you, you should not be doing a heavy metal protocol. Your, your body is just going to harbor all of those, right? Um, you also need to work on your detox pathway. So doing, and, you know, I've mentioned before, just detoxing in general, making sure your detox and drainage pathways are open. We've really got to work on detox and drainage pathways so that when you start to break up these heavy metals and it starts releasing from the tissues, they've got a place to go otherwise we're just clogging up the liver even more, right? So all of these things need to, and this is why it's so important to do a heavy metal detox. You have a heavy metal protocol with a trained practitioner, right? That knows what they're doing and, and and can answer those questions for you so that it doesn't cause more problems. So in order to do heavy metal detox, right? We want to work on proper hydration. Hydration is with water. It's also with sodium, right? With electrolytes we want to work on lymphatic drainage. We want to work on the liver. We want to make sure we've got the diet dialed in, that we're exercising and sweating regularly. And that's why if, if, if you have adrenal fatigue, if you're super depleted in your minerals, we don't want to do it because sweating is going to help with the heavy metal detox. And if you're sweating and you're already depleted, y'all, you're it, it's like a recipe for disaster. And you're just going to wear yourself out even more. Um, supporting with Things like you know other mineral balancing, making sure we're balancing other minerals while we're doing the heavy metal detox. So we're not depleting ourselves at the same time and we're supporting because and, and two, the other minerals are going to help balance things out. It's gonna help us get rid of the excess uh, toxic or the heavy metals. Um, supporting with things like lithium. Lithium is a great support, glutathione, which is like our body's natural antioxidant. There's there are things to help support the detox process that are really important. So that you're supporting overall function at the same time, I mean that's the important thing here. Is you know knowing that you're not. It's not just like oh, I'm just going to take a bunch of things and push out. It's not that that clear cut. <laughs> we gotta we have to take the right actions before we start the detox. We have to write, take the right actions while we're doing the detox. And then there's a the maintenance protocol too, right? We want to support your oxidative state. We want to retest. Retesting is important. And especially if you have a history of being a slow oxidizer, we want to make sure we're really um, maintaining that oxidative rate, that oxidative state that we're keeping a good metabolism. Um, we want to make sure that we're supporting with the right. And if you are, that, that's the thing I was going to say too. If you are historically a slow oxidizer, we want to make sure we're supporting things like potassium and sodium, vitamin K with MK7, right? The diet and the lifestyle, we want to support that. If you're a fast oxidizer, if you're somebody who breaks up things really fast, we want to make sure you're supporting calcium, magnesium, and the MK7. The MK7 is your vitamin K. That's going to be important no matter what, because that's going to help shuttle calcium where it's supposed to go. Um... We want to make sure you're getting in regular sweat sessions as maintenance, right? Sauna therapy is great. I'm a huge fan of the sauna. I've got my sauna blanket that I use regularly. I love it. If I, you know, if I can't go to the sauna one day, I'd love to have a sauna in my house. But right now, the the sauna blanket is where it's at. And just getting regular sweat. Um, Exercise, of course, is a great one too. But the sauna really gets into the tissues and really gets into the cells. Um, Supporting yourself with multi-mineral formulas. Like I love supporting with marine phytoplankton, um, it's a great way to get really, um, good quality multi-minerals. And then can, and sometimes you may need conti- to continue the detox cycle. Like sometimes we do, if, if, if somebody is like really harboring heavy metals, sometimes it can take time. And, and there are some experts that say it can take up to three years to clear metals and then, like lead, like I mentioned, can take up to 15 years. And I'm not saying it's going to take you 15 years to clear your heavy metals, but what I am saying is that there are some metals that can stay up into the body for that long. Like it can take it can take years. And so for somebody who is super depleted or they have and they have a history of being super depleted, um, they have a history of being a slow oxidizer, right? We run the labs and, and that's the thing too. You want to keep running the labs to check on what the levels are doing. It could take a while. And maybe we get the body a break for a little while. Then we come back to, we, you know, we kind of run another protocol, but it, it could take multiple protocols. But just knowing that you're, it's going to require some patience and some grace, right? It's going to require some patience and grace with your body and it's going to take time. Now, if you don't have the, if you're looking at how to for how to do this on a budget, right? And you're not looking, maybe you, you can't do all the mineral protocols and you're looking for kind of a more, uh, cost efficient way to do it. There are some things you can do. Um, Chris, first and foremost, the testing is, is, is important regardless. We got to do the test and we got to know, you know, what we're getting rid of supporting first level minerals. So those are those really important minerals, the big ones that show up the most, but you want to support those first, um, a foot bath, a good detox bath. So things like Epsom salt and borax, um, that can, and you can actually use the same, that same formula, like for a, a few days before changing it out. Epsom salt and borax is a really great way to detox. You can even add some baking soda, baking soda and epsom salt is a great way to help detox the body. The borax is really supportive for that. Um, doing, if you're a slow oxidizer, right. Just supporting yourself with, with good quality salt, right. Sea salt, uh, Epsom, uh, epsom salt. Uh, I already said that, um, Celtic salt, potassium broth maybe getting a good so just supporting right we're supporting those high liver minerals so sea salt potassium broth um a magnesium potassium boron foot bath that's what the borax is is for the boron um in seven you could do a kelp supplement to help Kelp has um good quality iodine and some some phyto or uh, plankton minerals in it right lithium healthy digestive support. um so just basically you can do you know you can do it in a budget friendly way and just still support it. It's just the, the big thing is for me and I hadn't mentioned this before, but the big thing really is, is being vigilant with the binders. The binders is what helps literally bind to the heavy metals and helps push them out. And I find, I personally think it's a little dangerous to do a heavy metal protocol without doing a binder. And this is something like, um, I usually use the, uh, and I like their binders, but you're there. And it's a combination of different, like sometimes it's fulvic acid, sometimes it's humic acid. Sometimes it's, there's some activated charcoal in there and and taking activated charcoal by itself is not going to be enough. Like you need a, a heavy, heavier, heavier, dutier, a more heavy duty, um, binder to use but the binder is important because that's going to help bind the things and get rid of it. And so you want to be able to, even if you're doing it like the budget-friendly way, just doing it kind of with soaks and potassium support and sodium support and all that, like that's fine, but you still have to do kind of that pre-work, right? The, The helping with the lymphatic drainage and your liver and your hydration, and your you know, supporting those basic minerals first and making sure you're having regular bowel movements and all of that, all of that is important. So I hope this helps explain some things about heavy metals and it gives you some insight. Now, you might be wondering, like, well, can I, even after I've explained all this, you might be wondering, like, well, can I tell if I'm, you know, high in heavy metals just by symptoms? And not really. Like, you really do need a test because more than likely, and this is what I see happen in my role with my clients, more than likely... You, you may have, you have, you know, a, a bunch of different symptoms or whatever, you're dealing with different symptoms and you have heavy metals like that are building up in your body. You have some heavy metal toxicity, but you also have other things, right? You have the crazy, the imbalance hormones, your adrenals are totally shot. You've got, you know, parasites or pathogens, like there's other things going on because it's all related. And, you know, it's kind of a chicken or egg situation. Like did my heavy metal toxicity cause me to be more susceptible to, you know, parasites, who knows, who knows. And really it doesn't matter. Like either way we've got to address it. So it really doesn't matter what happened first. But the fact is that most of the time, I mean, honestly I can say with my clients, it's every single time, hundred percent of the time when I have clients with heavy metal toxicity, there's so many other things going on in the body. So it's not, we're not just looking at the heavy metals that we're getting rid of. So my point is there's not like certain symptoms where I'm like, Oh yes, this is, this is it. You for sure have heavy metal toxicity. It's, it's multiple things going on and you want to address all of it. So hopefully that doesn't leave you with more questions than answers. But I just I really wanted to give it a, a good explanation of heavy metals and talking about just kind of overall toxicity and what what a heavy metal protocol looks like for yourself. If you want more info on this, you have questions, you can email me and let me know. You can shoot me a message on Instagram. We can talk more about it about what the labs look like so you can see if you do in fact have heavy metal toxicity in your body. Either way, I hope this gets shed some insight on it for you and I'll see you on the
0: next time. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I can know how to provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza, or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.